episode 69 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques here with you again this week to break down all the latest Knicks and NBA news. Uh, It's feeling like a Knicks week this week as far as the show. We're not going to dive into a ton of NBA stuff this week because frankly, it's kind of quiet on the NBA front as far as the league is concerned. Not a ton going on this week as far as the whole league, but there's a lot to talk about with the Knicks, with the draft, and with the Knicks' possibilities for moves going forward as the offseason rumbles on, as we get closer within a month of the NBA draft, and I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go back and forth every week on where the Knicks are, where the league is, teams in front of the Knicks, behind the Knicks, the options the Knicks can do in the draft, the options the Knicks can do with trades, free agent signings, a ton to get to. One quick house cleaning note, I'm still down here in Florida, it's my last show down here, I'm actually, my my work trip ends on Tuesday and I'll be flying back up to the tri-state area on Tuesday, so I'll be leaving my Florida studio that I've created down here for the show and going back to my normal studio up here in the tri-state area, somewhere in that beautiful tri-state area. Uh, So I'm looking forward to getting a little bit of cold weather in my life. It's been very hot down here, despite uh, the fact that the, you know, the the months have gone on, but it still somehow feels like July. It's the classic Florida weather. So just want to make that a note. I hope you can wish me luck on my travels. Uh, I'll be traveling via plane on Tuesday, heading back up to where probably many of you are listening from in the tri-state area. Uh, For those that have been following me on social media and sending me love for the work that I've been doing down here, calling games for those that don't know, for the USL Championship, for the NWSL and the USL League One, I'm doing a lot of play-by-play. For them, uh, a lot of you have reached out and have been very kind with your words for for that work. So I really appreciate the, the support for that and the support for this show. As always, you guys have been great throughout the entire time the show has been going on. We've now been going on for well over a year now. I think we're almost at the year and a half mark, actually, now for the show. Uh, 69 episodes now of the show, 70 next week. It's really it's really something. The support that you guys have shown for the network and for this podcast is really appreciated. And every all the support that comes my way and all the you know positive things, negative things that are said about the show... But also, will you guys tell me you know, your thoughts about the Knicks and what you think the Knicks should do? It really is helpful. And I just wanted to, again, reiterate that before we really dive in to this week's news. So first up on the docket is really, again, we're going to be talking a lot of draft on the show this week. And there's a lot of draft rumors going around. There's a lot of draft reports going around. What the Knicks will do, what the Knicks could do, who the Knicks like, who they don't like. Just a quick recap, because I I even got lost talking to a couple of buddies of mine earlier this week, talking about who the Knicks like and who they don't like. We were getting confused uh, over who they do and don't like. The the reports that keep coming out, you don't know if they're legitimate. If they're legitimate, do they, you know, are they going to follow through on them? It's so tough to figure it out nowadays with the draft because you really don't know who the sources are. You don't know what their motives are when they release and leak this information. Basically, at the moment, again, the Knicks want a point guard. That's what it seems like, based on what I've been reading and things of that nature. 
they want to go and get a point guard to help build the franchise moving forward. If they can help it, that guard is LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is the highest rated player by most reports on the Knicks draft list. They want him. They want him and they want him badly. And I guess it's, if that's the case, you would, I haven't seen this, but you would, you would think they're, they're willing to do quite a bit to trade up to get him because they know they're not going to get him by standing pat. And if they just trade up a couple spots, they're going to really need to trade up to probably first or second. I mean, that's, that's just the bottom line. I, and I said this earlier, uh, in the month, the Knicks bare minimum, if they want to be in consideration for LaMelo Ball, need the third pick in the draft. That's to be in the, in the, in with a puncher's chance. If you really want them, you need that second pick bare minimum. And if you're, and if you're going to go all the way up to one, then you're going to go all, all the way up to one, but you've got to be in the top two. If you want a legitimate chance, puncher's chance for three, but if you really want him, it's got to be the second pick in this draft bare minimum. Or you're not going to get them. I mean, that, that's just the bottom line. Right now, three guys are being considered for the first overall pick. Anthony Edwards from Georgia, LaMelo Ball, and James Wiseman. I mean, that's really it. And many believe James Wiseman's the third out of those three. So you're, you're going to need that second pick. The Timberwolves, some believe, could take Anthony Edwards. Others believe they're, they're, they're very interested in taking LaMelo Ball with the first overall pick in the draft. Golden State is interested in those guys as well. They've also leaned away from taking James Wiseman, reportedly. So there's a good chance James Wiseman doesn't get picked in those top two, which means LaMelo Ball almost certainly will be. So it comes down to whether or not the Knicks are willing to make the trade and go up and get him. And again, we've talked about trade possibilities, what the Knicks could, what the trades could look like, what the Knicks could be looking for, what other teams could be looking for. There's, there's ways where the Knicks could win this draft and win a trade to get up to number one, but it's whether or not the Knicks are willing to pull the trigger, giving up a little bit to go up to one or two and getting this, this, this done and saying, you know what? We're putting our chips in the middle. LaMelo ball is our guy for the future. And we're taking them here. I don't know if they're going to do it. I really don't. And that's why. That's why you hear all these other rumors. Because I don't know if the Knicks know they can do it. Now, Ian Begley of SNY reported back on October 14th. The Knicks are trying to price out a way to get, you know, are trying to price out a way to get, I should say, out of the first round. There's a way that that happens as well. They could trade down. That's the other situation that could arise here because they could they could either say well the price is too high we're not willing to give up all these pieces picks players whatever to get lamella ball so you know what we're going to trade down in the draft there's been other reports that they're going to trade down to 12 to 15 i think this is from mark berman and they'll, they'll try to maybe get a point guard like who knows maybe a cole anthony although again they're leaning away from cole anthony they've leaned away from tyrese halliburton could it be Killian Hayes. I mean, that's been the the talk of the town over the last week. Apparently, Mark Berman of the New York Post wrote, Hayes currently has a narrow edge of the team's second point guard on the board after LaMelo Ball, according to NBA sources. Some believe that the Knicks could stand pat and take Killian Hayes at number eight, which I think could be a massive, massive risk. Because I, I think, and again, the Knicks have shown their hand for some reason a little bit here. 
They're not on board, apparently, with Tyrese Halliburton because of his body, his shot, his technique. I think that's very harsh, in my opinion. They're also not high at all now on Cole Anthony, and they basically brushed him aside publicly as as someone they're not willing to take. Two guys I think that could be fantastic fits for the Knicks. Now, don't get me wrong. I think, I think LaMelo Ball is arguably the best player in this draft. No question about it. I think he's certainly top two. I think Anthony Edwards gives him a run for his money. No question about it. And I think James Wiseman's a close third out of those three. But I have to say right now, if the Knicks end up with Killian Hayes, it's another massive risk. Have they not learned from Frank Nilakina? Do they think Killian Hayes could be much better than Frank Nilakina? I don't know. It's an odd one. Hayes played in Germany last season, had 11.6 points and 5.4 assists per game, which is, it's okay. It's pretty good. They, they're really looking at his upside. They're looking at his upside. That's the thing. Now, the thing is, the fact that how young he is in the league he's playing in, that's what makes the numbers impressive. That's why a lot of people think that Killian Hayes is a top 10 pick in this draft. And some think, by the way, that Hayes could actually go higher than eight. Some people think he could go in the top five, potentially. He's got that opportunity. And the reason for that is because Chicago is sitting there at four and could very well take a point guard. That's really the talk right now. And the Knicks could be staying at eight and not having a point guard. That's kind of what it's looking at right now. So that would be even more devastating for the Knicks front office if you're saying, well, we're going to try to trip to get LaMelo Ball. All right, we don't do that. All right, Killian Hayes at eight. We'll wait for him. He doesn't come. Now what do you do at eight? Now what? Because then the options at point guard are not slim, but you might have to take someone you weren't expecting to take if you're a Knicks front office member. Do you settle in their eyes and take Tyrese Halliburton at eight if he's still there? Do you take Cole Anthony at eight or do you go into one of your backup plans? You trade back to 12 or 15 and then maybe take one of those two guys or who knows, maybe take somebody else. I don't know. The more I dive into these options, the more I feel like the Knicks could really screw this up. I I have to say. The Knicks have the 27th pick in the draft as well. Some have them taking Kira Lewis Jr. out of Alabama with that 27th pick because he's dropped on some boards. I think if that's the first point guard you take, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. That could not be how it goes down on draft night. The Knicks have got to take a point guard with that first pick. Whether they go all in and trade up to get LaMelo Ball or whether they trade down and they get Halliburton or Anthony. If they stand pat to get Killian Hayes, I think it's a huge risk. But I think for some, they'd feel it's a win. But I have to say this. I would take a guy that's got some upside in Killian Hayes over dropping in the draft and having to settle with that late first round pick and getting Kiro Lewis Jr. That's an even That's an even bigger blow, in my opinion. You've got to make sure that you nail it because again 
This is a make-or-break draft right off the bat for Leon Rose, Tom Thibodeau, and company. They've got to get a good point guard from this draft. I and and frankly, the more I think about this, the more I look at it, the the the, the more scared I get. It really comes down to that. I don't know what they're going to do. And again, listen, Killian Hayes is 19 years old. The, the, the book on him as a player is that he's a complete guard. He's got to improve his shot, which is very worrying to me because you've got two other guards in the draft, arguably three, that don't have to do that. They're already pretty good shot makers. Great passer. There's two or three others that are great passers as well. Good finisher, efficient at the rim, and can be useful defensively. I, I don't love that scouting report. It, it's great for the short term, but again, I, I worry about Frank Nilakina, what happened with him, and I worry about the fact that the Knicks do not do well developing young point guards. They just don't. So I think you want as close to the finished product as possible in this draft. And for me, I think it's LaMelo Ball. And it, Many have asked, because sometimes I've danced around this, if I had to make the decision, what would I do if I were the Knicks front office? And I've had multiple people ask me that over the last couple of weeks. I've gone back and forth on it, to be honest with you. I think I said, I mentioned once before what I would do on the show. But again, more options are coming out day by day. I, I don't know. It's so difficult. But I think the best case scenario is the Knicks get the trade they want, they trade up to one or two, and they take LaMelo Ball. I, I think that's the best case scenario if you're a Knicks fan. That the Knicks say, you know what, screw it. Whatever it takes, we're trading up, and we're getting this kid. And he's going to lead our franchise. Because I think that, that the latter more than the former is what's going to have to happen. I think, that, I think the Knicks are going to have to give a little bit here. You know, not many teams are going to be balanced with their trade offers when you got a number one pick in the draft. So if you trade with Minnesota, you're going to give up a little bit, but LaMelo Ball could be a massive piece for the next five, ten years. I think you go up and get him. For me, after that, it's well documented on this show what I think the Knicks should do. If you don't think you're willing to do that, if you think it's too much or you don't, you're not fully sold on him, for what the teams up top are asking for. There's, there's one of two options. Tyrese Halliburton or Cole Anthony for me. That's where I'm at right now. I think you either stay at eight and figure out a way to get Tyrese Halliburton or you trade down and you get Cole Anthony at 12 through 15. That's where I'm at. Seriously, that's where I'm at. And if you don't do one of those three things, three options for the next, I think you, you could say solid start to the draft if not fantastic start to the draft. But if they don't, and we're looking at Killian Hayes or Kira Lewis Jr. or RJ Hampton or Jamius Ramsey as the first guard for the Knicks in the draft, that is a failure of a draft. No question about it. You can't tell me. They had three and some believe Killian Hayes is very good. So three or four, depending on who who you are. And you settle for someone like Kira Lewis Jr., who is not ready to lead a franchise, is not arguably ready to be a starting point guard in the NBA, 
or Jameis Ramsey, who's who's a who's a second or third guard on a roster, not a, not a top guard. The Knicks need a top guard in this draft. They need a leader. They need talent, and they need someone who's going to lead the franchise and lead an offense in the NBA. And and I think the three that are ready for that are close to ready for that are Ball, Halliburton, and Anthony. And I think the Knicks need one of them. I really do. And if they don't get one of those three, I, I'll be tweeting about it on draft night. I'll tell you that right now. The fact that Killian Hayes has has ramped up to number two on the draft board for point guards for the Knicks is already concerning to me. It's already concerning to me. I think Halliburton and Anthony are, are, are a step above. I really do. At least at the time being. Now again, the the one big thing with Hayes is he's only 19. Can he develop into the kind of guard that can lead a franchise? Yeah, maybe. But the issue I have is I don't think he could do it with the Knicks. The Knicks, I, I said this earlier, the Knicks don't do well with development. They just don't. You've got to be good already and be naturally getting better because the Knicks aren't doing it for you. This is not a franchise that, that's at that capability. This is not a Dallas or a San Antonio or a Boston. You know, th- this, is, this is not one of those kind of teams. Toronto, I would put in that conversation as well. Heat, the Miami Heat, you know, guys get drafted into a good organization and they develop because of the culture in the organization. The Knicks are not like that. It's not in place right now for that. So they need talent. Proven talent. And I think those are your three best choices. That That's where I fall on it. As far as non-guard options, and I don't like talking about this because I don't think the Knicks should go in this direction. Uh, Denny Abdija from Israel. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, but I hope it is. It's Hopefully it's relatively close. He's being named on a lot of boards now, possibly getting up to his highest second or third in the draft as well. I think the Knicks should stay away from him. I think they need a guard. Obi Toppin has been talked about with the Knicks multiple times. I, I just I don't see him fitting the roster. I, he's a talented player. He's a freak athlete. I think he could be pretty good in the NBA, and I think I've said that before on this show. I just think for the for the fit, for what the Knicks need, I, I don't think Obi Toppin makes any sense. I really don't. And Isaac Okoro, Onyeka Ogungwu from Auburn and USC, respectively. Uh, Devin Vassell from Florida State has been another that's been talked about linked to the Knicks. Again, some pretty good talent in that mix. I, I just fit for what the Knicks need. Those guys don't fit the bill. They just don't. So, it, it, it's it's a weird one. It really is. It really is. One last note on this, because i got to take a break. We'll talk more about Nick's stuff coming up in the second half of the show. But, apparently, there's been some rumors about what's going to happen if the Knicks don't get LaMelo Ball and don't get, for, say, for the sake of the argument, Killian Hayes, their two top, pros, two top picks that they would want. The Knicks could target a point guard later on. They have the 27th pick in the draft. And apparently at that position, 
The Knicks have expressed interest in Kira Lewis Jr., Cole Anthony, and Theo Maladon, another French point guard. So if they weren't to get, if they weren't able to get a top guard in the draft, those are the three they'd be looking at at 27. So that would that would insinuate that the Knicks either take somebody else at eight, or they trade out of the first round with that first pick, and the twenty seventh picks their first pick in the draft, and they take one of those three. And I and listen, I love Cole Anthony. He's not going to be there at twenty seven. So I. I don't even know if Kier Lewis Jr. is going to be there at 27. So, I, 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 this is really frustrating when you look at the Knicks' options, what they're thinking about, what they want to do. It, it, it really is. I, I, a lot of this doesn't make sense for what the Knicks could possibly do in this draft. And frankly, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what, what's going to happen. I think that's been, that was a headline I saw, and I'll take a break after this. In one, I forget which headline, which which uh, news article it was online, but it basically said, you know, with so many rumors around, nobody knows what the Knicks are going to do. I mean, we're 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 weeks away from the draft. Nobody has any indication of what the Knicks are going to do on draft night. It's and it draft night's November eighteenth. It's it's not that far away anymore, it, and it's getting scarier and scarier by the day as to what the Knicks are going to do in this draft. I'll take a break here. We're talking more draft. We're talking more Knicks. Coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. It's all Knicks on the show this week. We're diving in. And really for the second half of the show, we're going right back to where we picked up. At the beginning of the show, we'll talk more Knicks draft. We're going to be talking... A little bit more about the Knicks free agency and the Knicks trade options as well. And really, it's all centered around the point guard position, as it always tends to be this time of year with the Knicks. Again, Sean St. Jacques here with you. Thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. We just stopped by you know diving into the options that the Knicks have in the draft and, and what the heck they're going to do. I mean, it's so difficult to figure it out because everything doesn't seem to add up. Some of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's one of those things where, you know, the other option is obviously for the point guard position, the Knicks could trade to get a guard or sign a guard in free agency. You know, Fred Van Fleet's been talked about at the guard position. Chris Paul trades have been swirling. Russell Westbrook trades have been swirling. Um, Victor Oladipo, I mentioned as well last show so it's a really weird one moving forward and frankly the second half of the show starts with what a lot of people are talking about as far as what the Knicks should do as far as adding other players and Victor Oladipo seems to be topping everybody's list it seems to be the most interesting one that people are talking about, I guess, is kind of where I fall on it. Many think that Victor Oladipo's contract, his age, his fit all make the most sense. 
Uh, Mike Vaccaro, New York Post, when he even went out and said the Knicks' road to respectability starts with Victor Oladipo. It's an interesting one. We've talked about it before, about his contract. It's much less than Chris Paul's. His age, I think there's a four or five year age difference between the two as well. Um, you can get out of Victor Oladipo's contract a lot easier than you can Chris Paul's. I think Chris Paul's an extra year and a player option on his draft. I'm sorry, excuse me, on his contract, I should say. The other, a lot of other things, you know, sources out there saying the Knicks offseason player moves are really coming down to the fit with R.J. Barrett, which is really interesting to see as well. Leon Rose wants to make a big splash, but according to SNYZ and Begley, R.J. Barrett's going to be kept in mind as to how they're going to work together before a move is to be made. You know, would Chris Paul work with, a, with an R.J. Barrett? Would Russell Westbrook work with an R.J. Barrett? I think we know the if we we're comparing the two, which one would work a little bit better than the other. I think that's that's that goes without being said. But it, I I struggle with this one because for me, in my opinion, out of the, the out of the four guys, the four main guys that have been talked about, the Knicks potentially getting Westbrook, Paul, Oladipo, and Van Fleet. I think Oladipo probably makes the most sense out of the four. I think Fred Van Fleet is probably second on that list. But the reason I say that is because the Knicks have got to get a guard in the draft. And for me, if you're looking at at, a, at the offseason and it comes back at the end, and the Knicks have LaMelo Ball and Victor Oladipo, that's a pretty good haul, I would say. I'd say the Knicks did pretty well during the offseason. And they're starting to build something. Here's why I bring this up. One of the reasons the Knicks are constantly considered for big free agents, right? It's because of the Garden, the city, the fans, the history. The reason a lot of times they don't get them is because the players don't feel like the Knicks have anything going player personnel-wise. Which is why the draft is crucial for the Knicks. The Knicks have to get this right. They need the building blocks. R.J. Barrett is one. Potentially Mitchell Robinson's another. Who knows? We The jury after this season is still out. Who's after that? Is it going to be Kevin Knox? I don't think so. I don't know. I sure as heck don't think it's going to be Frank Nilakina. You need a guy like a LaMelo Ball, a Tyrese Halliburton. And then if you add a free agent like a Victor Oladipo, or I should say trade for a player like a Victor Oladipo, or if you sign a Fred Van Fleet, then things get interesting. Then things get very, very interesting. Because... The reason the Knicks aren't getting these guys is because they don't have a they haven't checked off the first steps. You know, step 1 and step 2, you know, building up the young players. Adding through the draft. They haven't been checked off yet. So if you want to be in on in for these guys in free agency, you've got to check those first two boxes off. 
to make yourself more appealing. There's a reason the Knicks keep swinging and missing on these big moves. They haven't checked off the first two steps, and that's draft and player development. And until they do that, and again, you can get around that by drafting ready talent, but the Knicks might not even do that, according to reports. So it's like, you got to check something off before you say, hey, Giannis, come over here. Hey, Kawhi, leave, leave LA, come to New York. You can't expect the big names to come if your house is not in order. And by that, I mean, you've got to have the players there. Again, James Dolan's another issue. You can still build a good team despite James Dolan being an idiot. Look at the New York Rangers. They find a way. We've already had that that conversation on this podcast. Same owner, totally different system of creating teams and getting talent. So it, it can be done. Don't tell me it can't be done. It's about the Knicks figuring it out. A couple other things I want to mention that are out there in the rumor mill. According to multiple reports, apparently Carmelo Anthony would, quote, likely want to follow Chris Paul if he's traded to the Knicks, which to me is a really, really interesting development. It is really interesting. There's been reports in the past that Leon Rose would be interested in possibly bringing Carmelo Anthony back to the Knicks. Obviously, uh, what is it? The banana boat, the banana boat crew, Mello, LeBron, D Wade, and uh, Chris Paul. These guys are really close. And apparently, if the Knicks do pull this off, they'd get Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo Anthony, again, if he plays in in the similar fashion he did with Portland, it could be a very interesting move for this team. And I think Chris Paul would be able to keep him in check and keep him as a good part of the roster. Now, according to Carmelo, after they lost to the Lakers in the playoffs, Melo wants to re-sign with Portland. But, apparently, that would change if the Knicks were able to pull off a trade to get Chris Paul. And apparently, the Thunder want Kevin Knox. So if that's going to go down, Kevin Knox is no longer going to be a Nick. He's going to be a member of the OKC Thunder. So there's a lot going on there. Again, I think Chris Paul would be an interesting one, but it'd be risky because you don't know what he, what he's going to be giving you. That's that's the one issue there. If it's anything like last year, the Knicks could have a huge opportunity here. It, it really could be big. And I, and I think the the... The issue there, though, is if you do trade for Chris Paul, and it could be the same with Victor Oladipo, what's going to be left to trade up in the draft or vice versa? So the Knicks might not be able to put their eggs in separate baskets here. So that, that's going to be one of the risky things. Now, if they don't trade the pick and they take Hayes or Halliburton at eight, you can make that trade and bring in Chris Paul and or Victor Oladipo. And then Chris Paul would have a point guard to mentor for the future along with, you know, some decent players around him potentially, like maybe a Carmelo Anthony, who knows, and R.J. Barrett, who's a young, talented player, to possibly start building a culture for the future of the franchise. So, this, and this is what is the most frustrating part about this conversation. 
the Knicks could have a lot of opportunities here to make the roster better. And I don't know if they're going to take them. That's the, that's the part that scares me the most. The Knicks have opportunities to pull the trigger and make something big happen, if not multiple things happen during this offseason, whether it's in the draft, through trades, or in free agency. There's a lot the Knicks could do. Whether or not they do any of them, that very much remains to be seen. And that's why you're seeing reports out there saying, well, we don't know what the Knicks are going to do. And fans, as they should be, like me, are really nervous about it. Because this is a big opportunity for the Knicks more than anything else. It's not just about, well, don't screw it up. It's about, we got a chance to do something here. This is an opportunity to turn the franchise around or start that turnaround. This offseason could be crucial in bringing the Knicks, quote-unquote, back to the center stage of NBA basketball. Bring the Mecca back to being the Mecca. And if that's not enough to make these moves, well, then the wrong people are in the, are in the, are in the job. That's the bottom line. It's on Leon Rose. It really, it starts with him. Everyone was so excited when Leon Rose got brought in earlier this season. And they said, hey, this is the guy. He's going to do it. He's got the connections. He's, you know, he's, he's been around these players. Well, it's time for Leon Rose to put his money where his mouth is. And it's time for World Wide West, I guess, to put his money where his mouth is. Put up or shut up time. It's right now. If you're a Knicks fan, if you're a Knicks employee, if you will. This is the time. Tom Thibodeau, you know, has just been brought in. So this is important for him too, but it's more important for the front office, namely Leon Rose. This is his first big chance. I'm not saying he's going to get fired if he screws this up. NBA doesn't always work like that. But this is, the, this is a big opportunity for Leon Rose to make a statement. And if you end up with Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Paul, and Carmelo Anthony, and you haven't given up a ton to do it, you give up Kevin Knox, that feels like a win to me. I I don't know about you guys. That feels like a big, big deal. That could be, those could be moves that could really help the future of this franchise. And that's, you know, considering the fact that you might not, if you do the the Chris Paul deal, who knows? You might not be able to do a LaMelo Ball trade. Who knows? Those are the kind of things that have to be considered. And on top of that, by the way, on top of that, there's core guys there. There's guys that can you can work with on this roster. That could get better in a good environment, in a good culture, under a good head coach in Tom Thibodeau, who just needs the pieces around him to potentially turn this thing around for the Knicks. That, so far, has been the biggest news of this offseason, him being hired as the head coach. Now you got to give him the team he needs. Give him the building blocks that he could use to build a certain, or I should say a similar model to what he did in Chicago with a young Bulls team that built through the draft. This is the opportunity for the Knicks 
to get back in the big time. It starts now. We could be looking back on this day. Two or three years from now is saying this was the day the Knicks started to come back. That's the opportunity that's on the table for Leon Rose and company that'll be dealing with a big, big draft coming up on November 18th. One of the interesting things, slightly off topic to finish the show, uh, the NBA draft's going to be in ESPN Studios in Bristol, Connecticut. Very interesting that the, the NBA has decided to do it this way. Obviously, there's really no other... Maybe it could have been other places, but this is the best way, I think, for them to do it. Obviously, the NFL draft was held in a COVID-like way on a, uh, um, on a th- I guess it'd be Zoom calls. I guess multiple Zoom calls with fans reacting, the players reacting, the families reacting, and things like that. That's going to be interesting to watch as well. We saw Leon Rose's reaction when the Knicks lost, or should say dropped two spots in the draft on draft lottery night. It'll be interesting to see what kind of reactions we'll see on draft night. Uh, And as always, you know, guys, let me know what you think about the Knicks plans. I want to hear from you guys. I I had a couple of tweets uh, from the, from the show last week with you guys chiming in and letting me know what you thought about where the Knicks are at the moment. Um, Many agree that, you know, James Wiseman's not the right move um, going forward. Um, Others have said, you know, what should the Knicks do at eight if they can't get a point guard? You know, one of those kind of things. For me, I I think it's point guard or bust. I mean, I said I've said that from the beginning. Um, You know, it's it's one of those things. And again, you know, others have said, well, you know, take a point guard, you know. Uh, what if Obi Toppin drops, James Wiseman drops, you know, why not take the best player at eight? And, and there's two reasons for that. And a couple of you actually answered your own question uh, in the post. Um, on Twitter specifically, as I'm looking through some of these now, actually. Um, here's the deal. The best player probably won't slip that you're looking for. Obi Toppin, James Wiseman, maybe not even Killian Hayes. That's the one risk. The second risk is that you don't need two of those three guys. You need a point guard. So as much as it's best available, right, as much as we keep falling into that conversation, the Knicks need best available for them, best available for the team, not best available player that's out there. Like, on paper, that sounds good, right? You're taking the best player available. That's going to be really good for us. But if he doesn't fit your team, it's not good for you. So I that's where I don't I don't fall in that camp. Well, if the Knicks don't get a point guard, take the best available. No. Take what you need. That's the best available. And and for God's sakes, Knicks, don't settle in this draft. If you're going to go for it, then go for it. Stop talking and start doing. And that's what I'm really talking about when I'm talking about Leon Rose putting his money where his mouth is. If you love LaMelo Ball so much and someone's willing to play ball with you, no pun intended, then get it done and get this kid on the roster. If he's that good, 
and you're not worried about LeVar, and you're not worried about his background, or his attitude, or his commitment, and you love his talent, then take him. Trade up and take him. And if they don't, who knows what the heck they're going to do. Because there's so many options on the table and there's so many ways that this could go. And it gets, it gets, it, if, I'll say this right now. If the Knicks don't trade up to get LaMelo Ball, it's going to be a wild draft night. Because I have no idea what the heck they're going to do. I really don't know. If they stand pat, they could take one of three or four guys. If they drop down in the draft, they could take one of six guys. And if they drop completely out of the first round, at least with that first pick, who the heck knows who they're taking at 27? Who the heck's going to be there? And then after that, who the heck knows? We'll see. Hope Things could change. Again, there's still weeks before the draft. Things could change. But for right now, we're in the dark. And for all I know, so are the Knicks. That's going to do it for this week's show. As always, let me know what you guys think about what the Knicks should do moving forward for the draft, the free agency, and for trades as well. What do you think about the draft options? What do you think about a Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Victor Oladipo, Fred Van Fleet? You know, all those options the Knicks have. I can list them all off. I've been listing them all off, listing them all off all show. The list keeps growing by the day. Um, But let me know, seriously, in all... (laughs) on a you know getting away from the lighter stuff let me know what you guys think about what the Knicks should do you guys have been hitting me up the last couple of weeks with your two cents I really appreciate it so keep doing it on Twitter at SJ7 is where you go let me know there what you think the Knicks should do in the weeks to come potentially on draft night and after the draft as well let me know what you think the Knicks should be doing with really everything that's going on to make the roster better and potentially turn this thing around. Until then, make sure you stay safe out there. Make sure you're wearing a mask, social distancing, keeping you and your family and your friends safe. Until then, I'll see you back in the tri-state area next week. But until then, I will see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Enjoy the rest of your week.